Is this real life? Hey there, citizens of the world. Welcome to the Real Life Podcast, where our mission is to inspire, connect, and empower the world to learn English the fun, natural, and real life way. We believe that English should not be a dry and boring school subject, but an inspiring and enriching lifestyle that you can practice and enjoy whenever and wherever you want. In this podcast, you will have lots of fun, learn plenty of new expressions, and drastically improve your listening comprehension. We'll also teach you the secrets of native pronunciation, connected speech, and help you tune in your listening and speaking to the rhythm and flow of English. So sit back, relax, and let's get on with the show. Oh yeah! What is up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Chad from Real Life English, where we believe that listening to podcasts is a fun, natural, effective, and sweet way to learn English. So download this podcast right now and listen to us conveniently while you are, I don't know, stuck in traffic, yelling cat calls out the window, fishing. Hanging out with your grandpa, or making a Vegemite sandwich. Joined here today in the studio with the man who once stole thunder's thunder, Justin Murray. I didn't get it. You once stole thunder's thunder. Steal someone's thunder? Oh, okay. You stole thunder's thunder. What does to steal someone's thunder mean? To steal someone's thunder means that, let's say it was my birthday. And the celebration was supposed to be for me, but you're like, hey guys, I'm getting married. Ah like, oh, man, everyone starts celebrating your marriage, and I get forgotten about. You just stole my thunder. Yep. But you steal thunder's thunder. Damn. That's how powerful Mr. Murray is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But how are you today, Justin? Pretty well. How are you doing? I'm feeling pretty good. Just had some coffee, so I'm buzzing. Yeah. What's buzzing mean? Buzzing in this case because of the caffeine, I have kind of an excessive amount of energy. I feel a little bit, uh, a little bit shaky as well. Yeah, so B buzzes. Exactly. And you can also get buzzed on a on a alcoholic beverage too. You'd say buzzed for alcohol. Yeah. Okay. When you say I'm a little bit buzzed, it means you're not like drunk. You're just you're just feeling it. You're feeling happy. Right? Some people say tipsy. Tipsy. Cool. Yeah. So we have a ripper of an episode for you guys today. We're going to be covering in the conversational topic something a little bit... Controversial? Controversial maybe, yeah. A little bit of a touchy subject. A very important for English learners. This is all about political correctness, cultural sensitivity. And if you hang around to the end of this podcast, I'm going to give you an awesome tip that will revolutionize your English and your life. So, without further ado, let's get this show rolling and jump into today's... We actually have two shout-outs from Real Life Radio listeners. And the first one is Daniel Pernia from Venezuela. And he says, I have to tell you, I downloaded all your podcasts to my cell, and now I can listen to it how you guys say, running, washing dishes, driving my car, and also doing number two. <laughs> what does he mean by number two? Number two is when you are taking a crap. <laughs> you are on the bath, sitting on the toilet. Um, and he goes on here to say, We can listen to the real life English poop cast. 
Aw, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he wrote, carefully, not saying, oh, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. And then he went on to call us a word similar to badass in English. Okay. It's a swear word that means, like, really cool, tough. Do you know how to pronounce it? Cuerda de jodadores. Cuerda de... Cuerda de jodadores, like joder. What does that joder mean? It's sort of like to fuck. Oh, okay. Wow, okay. Fuckers. Really fuckers, okay. That's 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 a good thing in Spanish, I guess. Yeah, I've never heard the cuerda de joderes. must be like a Venezuelan expression. Okay, well, um, I guess, thank you for calling us fuckers. <laughs> Maybe like badass motherfuckers. Okay, sure. Um, awesome, well, that's always a good thing. We really appreciate you listening to Real Life Radio and sending us that message. Oh yeah. Second one, we wanted to give a shout out to Omaya from Morocco, which she sent us a message the other day saying thank you and thank you. Thank you. Thank you for helping. Wait, did she say thank you that many times or did you kind of stutter? No, she said it actually several times. Oh, awesome. Thank you and thank you and thank you for helping us learn English the fun way. You're awesome, guys. Keep up the great work. You rock. Oh yeah, well, you're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome. Thank you very much, Maya, for listening, for sending us that message, for supporting us. Really awesome to have you listen to our show. And if anyone else out there wants to give us a review, we definitely prefer reviews on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you're not sure how to do that, we have made some instructional videos. So just go to the show notes of this episode, which will be www.reallifeglobal forward slash P-C. Just the letters P and the letter C. That's what we actually use to say politically correct. That's not very PC. To say PC is not PC? <laughs> so yeah, those, uh, those reviews would be muchly appreciated because they do help our ranking on iTunes and Stitcher. And more people will see and hear about our podcast. And it's just great to get feedback from you guys. So thanks a lot again for those awesome shout-outs, and let's move on to today's random news story. So I believe, Justin, you actually stumbled across a pretty interesting news story, and something that you said was relevant to me for some reason. Yeah. You know, Australian animals here. <laughs> Australian animals? Okay. Calling me an animal? <laughs> We're all animals. But this animal you might identify with. Okay. Pig in Australia steals 18 beers from campers, gets drunk, and fights cow. <laughs> just picture the pig here. Wait, just read that again, because I'm not sure if I heard you correctly. Could you repeat that? Because it sounds very strange. Pig in Australia steals 18 beers from campers, gets drunk, and fights cow. <laughs> a pig, like an actual farm animal pig. He steals some beers. He might be a wild pig. Okay. Yeah, he steals 18 beers from campers. <laughs> okay, so a camper is just um, a person who is camping. Gets drunk, not buzzed, but drunk. Okay, so he had 18 beers. It appears so. He okay. fights cow. He stole 18 beers at least. He stole the 18 beers. I'm not sure if he drank all of them, but... So let's jump into the text here. Yeah, I do want to hear more about this. Forget crocodiles and snakes. The real animal threat in Australia is wild pigs. <laughs> at least if you're camping. At a campground in Western Australia over the weekend, a feral pig guzzled down 18 beers that had been left out and properly secured. <laughs> okay. So, 
at a campground in Western Australia, a feral pig. This is a type of pig, right? Yeah, feral just means it's wild. It's a wild pig. It's feral. Okay, guzzle. Guzzle down. Can you sound effect? Oh, sound effects. It's a guzzle. It means like drink something really fast, right? Yeah, make that strong noise. Yeah. 18 beers that have been left out and properly secured. And just like anyone, 18 beers in a rural dive bar, the pig got big-headed and decided to start a fight with a cow, resulting in the cow chasing the pig around a car. So let's do, check some vocabulary here. And just like anyone, 18 beers in a rural dive bar. Uh, I don't know what a dive bar is. You guys don't use that in Australia? No. A dive bar is kind of like a, a bar that's not very nice. It's just kind of like... Like a dingy bar? Yeah, we don't say dingy. Dingy is something that's what lost its color. Okay, for me, dingy is like kind of like it's not very clean. It's kind of the kind of people that go there don't have. It's a stereotype. Yeah. Okay. So. But he was actually at a bar. The drink. No, and just he, just like anyone, just like anyone oh, okay. who consumes eighteen beers in a rural dive bar, the pig got big headed. What does big headed mean? Big headed means that he got a little bit arrogant and started thinking that he was. Better than everyone else, maybe? Yeah, so he got big-headed and decided to start a fight with a cow. <laughs> resulting in the cow chasing the pig around a car. It's pretty oh, clear, right? That chasing is pretty clear. To pursue, right? Chasing around a car. The pig was later reported sleeping his hangover <laughs> and shame of trying to take down a cow off under a tree. So the pig was later reported <laughs> sleeping his hangover off under a tree. Yeah, right? I guess he, he had... Drunk too much and he's feeling a little hungover. Yeah, he drank too much and he just felt hungover. What does hungover mean? Hungover is the after effect of drinking too much alcohol. You start feeling sick, dehydrated, and you can't really perform very well. Yeah, just so you guys know, it's it's to have a hangover. I had a hangover. I am hungover. Mm-hmm. So in parentheses, and they say, and shame of taking down a cow. So he's sleeping off his shame of trying to take down a cow. How do they know that he was ashamed? Did he look ashamed? I don't know. You know, some people can read the minds of animals. But anyway. <laughs> you think he kind of woke up the next one and was like, oh my God, why did I do that? So to take down a cow is to like, you know, destroy a cow, right? Yeah, it's like to beat him up, to take him down. He was like, hey, what are you looking at, cow? And he jumped on him. And I don't know what he did to the cow because he has no hands to kind of beat it up. While feral pigs are considered an invasive pest in many parts of the country, it's also a reminder to keep food and drink secured when camping. Just imagine if it had been a drunk kangaroo. (laughs) (laughs) So if you guys are ever in Australia, keep your food and drink secured so you don't get any bites with any any pigs. Yeah, and if you're going to be having a few beers with some friends, just make sure you don't give a pig alcohol because they get all big-headed and start challenging people to fights. Not good company to keep. (laughs) So that does it for today's random news story. So let's move on to today's conversation topic. Okay guys, so today's conversation topic is all about PC, political correctness. And we're going to go through some great examples of things which aren't considered politically correct anymore and the new expressions for that but also like we mentioned at the start of the podcast we're going to talk about why this is kind of important to know as a language learner 
and why you should be very conscious of this, right? It's something that can offend a lot of people, and, and you just have to be careful. It's kind of like walking on eggshells sometimes. Oh, what do you mean by walking on eggshells? It means you just have to be very careful not to... Say the wrong thing? Say the wrong thing. Yeah, just imagine yourself walking on eggshells and like mm-hmm. making too much noise. Right? Sure. And I think another reason why this is such a common thing that's happening now and has been happening in the past decade, I guess, this whole concept of politically correct language is probably because we're kind of evolving, where people are mixing with different kinds of um, nationalities now, different kinds of people. The internet is bringing a lot of people together and we're just becoming more sensitive to what does offend people and what kind of names you call people and how you kind of categorize them or classify them, whether it's as a racial group, gender, maybe depending on a person's disability and things like this, you have to be very careful not to offend them, right? We don't want to offend them. That's why it's good to be aware of this. But you mentioned that sometimes people can exaggerate it. I think it can go go too far. I think it's important maybe also to take into account the person's intention and also treat that person respectfully and kindly in their learning as well because sometimes it's like other people just need to be educated if they Mm -hmm. say the wrong thing. Excellent, yeah. So I thought we'd just like separate this in different categories. And the first one would be people who are impaired. This is a, a word that we hear a lot nowadays. It's a politically correct term, right? It's a politically correct term. I mean, right now, it's politically correct to call someone physically impaired. So what does that mean to you? And I say, oh, that guy's physically impaired. What, do you, what does that mean? Well, maybe a more insensitive term might be crippled. Crippled. Crippled sure. is something that doesn't function properly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like people that are disabled. Disabled is probably the most common word that most people know. Uh-huh. Physically disabled. Physically disabled, physically impaired. So maybe if somebody can't walk, they're in a wheelchair, something like that. You would want to call them physically impaired as opposed to some more offensive terms like, like Justin said, a cripple. I know in Australia and I know in the UK there was this word called, called a spastic. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't an offensive term. It was actually an association, the Spastics Association. But over time it became this kind of like offensive term to call someone and, and now it's changed. We don't use that anymore. Words like retard, retarded. Mm-hmm. That was an acceptable word a long time ago, but I think over time it became offensive. Uh, so impaired, also like hearing impaired, what would be the word for that? Deaf. Yeah, apparently deaf is offensive. I don't know if it's universally offensive, but mm-hmm. <laughs> in politically correct language, they advise against using the word deaf. Sure. Yeah, so if you're, if you're hearing impaired or deaf and listening to this... Well, I don't think anyone <laughs> hearing impaired could listen to it. Okay, but if you are, I apologize <laughs> for that. Hey, they can't hear us anyway. We can say what we like. Just joking, obviously. And visually impaired? Blind. Blind. person who's blind is someone who can't see. Um, really quickly, blind date doesn't mean that the two people are blind. It means it's a date that you don't know the person beforehand. <laughs> well, a blind date could be two blind people too, right? It could be. It could be. <laughs> what about the term a little person? Vertically impaired? Vertically impaired. So I, I always thought it was a little person. Maybe it's evolved again and now the politically correct term is vertically impaired, did you say? It sounds a little bit absurd to me, but... Sure. I think little person, I've heard some people say that. Mm-hmm. 
the not so correct term would be a midget. Midget, would you say midget? Was that the offensive? To me, it isn't, but I, th- sure. I think to somebody who is a little person, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's really, really important, and maybe we haven't emphasized this the whole time, but to actually refer to them as people, as a person. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, if you refer to them just as an adjective, then it that might be offensive. It kind of dehumanizes them a little bit. Yeah. And I think that's where they, they, they feel the worst. When like, oh, I'm just a midget. Like, this guy doesn't even think I'm a real human. Do you think that's why people get so offended by this stuff? Possibly. So these are just, you know, some physical problems. You never want to say words like retarded, spastic, midget. Um, so just be cautious of that when speaking English, maybe even your own, in your own language. What about people's sexual identity? It's a lot of derogatory terms you use there. Yeah, this is actually pretty controversial. It is. I think it's changing. But I think the safest terms probably like gay and homosexual maybe. Okay. There are a lot of uh, politically incorrect terms for that. I mean like gay is okay I think, right? Gay, I think people don't get offended by gay or like a lesbian. But, you know, words like faggot is very offensive for a, a gay person. I think faggot like literally is like a cigarette butt, right? Well, I think in Australia we'd say like a fag could be like a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Like is a fag? It's kind of like a very old word for like a cigarette, a smoke. But uh, yeah, nowadays you're going to hear this all the time referring to homosexuals and it is offensive. In researching this, I, I read a quote by Michael Stipe who talks about he likes to be called queer. Who's Michael Stipe? Michael Stipe is the lead singer of R.E.M. Okay. Apparently there's some gray areas in there that he feels identified with. The word queer. What's queer? Queer is like something that's strange. Yeah. If you normally use it, that's very queer, right? But it's Mm. become a term that's used more associated with homosexuals. Sure. Younger gay people, at least in the United States, refer to themselves as queer, whereas maybe people past college might refer to themselves as gay. So it's kind of a generational thing as well. Okay. And I guess, like we said, this kind of stuff starts evolving and evolving and it's probably going to change again. It's probably going to be some new word invented and now that's going to be more politically correct. Anything else? Well, like lesbian? Yeah, lesbians. Okay, well, a lesbian would be like, an offensive word could be like a dyke, right? Yeah, lesbo. That's not that offensive, but... Yeah, yeah. So as you can see, there's a lot of like politically incorrect words to use when relating to someone's sexual identity. Mm-hmm. You mentioned ethnicity. Mm-hmm. So that's a very big one. It's something we have to be very, very careful of. You mentioned white, being a white guy. You know, I think usually people just say white, right? But yeah, but I think on like on like government forums and stuff, you might say like Caucasian. Caucasian, yeah. Anglo-Saxon is sometimes often used as well. Whatever. What about for black people? I know in America... It's more common to say African-American. Yeah, I think this change, I was reading that, that uh, Jesse Jackson actually just proclaimed to all black people in the United States that we're going to start using African-American now. But okay. I think some people are going back to black. I'm not really sure. I'm a little bit confused, to be honest okay. with you, and I don't know why black would be offensive. Okay. But black, African-American, a mistake that I see a lot of people make, like especially like Spanish and Portuguese speakers, they use the word like nigger. Okay. And nigger is like... Probably the most offensive word you can use in English, even though black people in the United States use it sometimes, mm-hmm. but a lot of people consider that kind of ignorant to use that. Sure. Because it keeps like 
this word that represents slavery. Mm-hmm. It represents this huge cultural wound. Oh, what's a wound? A wound is like um, an injury. Yeah. Something like really bad from the past, right? Exactly, yeah. Definitely avoid using that word yeah. go to the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And there's also a lot of other, there's a lot of other terms related to other ethnicities. You know, a lot of, I would always just call a person Asian, you know, Asian American, Asian Australian. I think that could be offensive maybe to some people if you're not specifying where they're from. Sure, yeah, you're right. Probably like Chinese American, Chinese Australian. One interesting thing is I was wondering, you know, people from the Middle East. I know we have a lot of people from the Middle East that listen to our podcast and follow us. And I actually asked uh, Rauda specifically. I, I was wondering if the word Arab was offensive to call um, someone from the Middle East an Arab. And she tells me, no, it's perfectly normal. She's like, I'm, a- I'm an Arab. And I just, for some reason, I just think maybe they don't feel that. But I, I kind of feel sometimes when people use the word Arab, they're being a little bit offensive. They use, I think, like the, the intention of that word sometimes they have a they have a bad intention behind it. I think ever since, you know, like people have associated terrorism with the Middle East, they tend to kind of carry this in that word, I guess. Well it's the same thing like um I'm not trying to change the subject, but like gringo. Because like in Mexico, gringo is actually kind of negative. Mm-hmm. It's derogatory. Okay. But here in Brazil gringo is just very playful and it's just foreigner. <laughs> sure, I just mean I, it, I've never felt any negative intentions from someone calling me a gringo, they're generally very like, welcome, hey gringo, what's up man? Yeah, so it's sort of the same thing, it comes from the person actually saying it. Mm-hmm. I mean, how are they saying it? Sure. Like, oh, those Arabs over there, but like, I mean, if you have that kind of like, negative kind of like, they're going to say something bad about them, I, I think, I feel like it's kind of offensive to call them Arab as opposed to Middle Eastern or, you know, Egyptian or Iranian or something like that, you know, where they're actually from. It's kind of complex, a lot of the political and like ethnic situations and the, a lot of the political and ethnic dynamics of the Middle East, so it's important to be more educated when you're talking about this stuff. For example, a really simple thing is Islam is a religion. Somebody from that religion is Muslim. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to say like the Muslim religion. Mm, sure. Islamic faith. Exactly. And even uh, Raoul also cleared up that... Um, a lot of misconceptions also come from like this the, the the terrorist organizations from the Middle East that have no association with Islam at all. But a lot of people think, oh, Islam, the Muslims, and things like this, they are the terrorists, but there's no association. So that's a common misconception I guess a lot of people have. Yeah, well, they seem to be like hijacking the religion. Exactly, yeah, definitely hijacking. Nice. What does that mean? In that well, hi- to hijack something means like to take something which is pure and unassociated for your own cause and kind of corrupt that. Exactly. Corrupting, yeah, corrupting the religion. So let's just finish off this conversation topic with the subject of careers and professions. This is something that has been changing quite a lot recently. No longer going to say a salesman, you might say a salesperson. I guess most cultures have had a very strong male presence, especially in the workforce, which has now changed a lot over the past couple of decades. So therefore, these old terms like salesman, policeman, fireman, they've started to take out the man and put in person, or a firewoman, or a policewoman, things like this, a little bit more equality in the workforce. Fisher person? 
A fisher person? <laughs> they say that? I don't know, but they should. <laughs> like a fisherman, fisher person, okay. Another one that I've heard before is like stewardess. It's kind of like an old-fashioned term for flight attendant. A flight attendant, okay. And very quickly, just to finish off here, is financial and economic situations. For a country or an individual person, wouldn't really call someone poor nowadays, politically correct, you would say. Underprivileged? Underprivileged. Financially challenged? Financially challenged, sure. Yeah, you can use challenged in most cases, kind of like impaired. Mm -hmm. But I think impaired is a more politically correct term. Sure. And lastly, I've noticed that they don't really say third world countries anymore. You know what they say? Developing countries. Developing countries, yeah. Third world does sound kind of strange, doesn't it? It does sound like, oh, we're not even in that same dimension. It's like yeah. the third world. Yeah, it does sound, once you step outside of the first world, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, so what do they call first world countries then? Developed countries? Um, I don't know. I'm not too sure what the politically correct word would be, but just developed countries probably if it's under, if it's developing developed as you may have guessed we're not experts on this mm -hmm. and if we're wrong in any way or there's something you can add please do that in the comments yeah. we really appreciate that because other people need to know this too mm -hmm. we're just trying our best to educate to inform people about, as native speakers kind of what we've learned mm -hmm. and i've been out of the united states for past like four or five years mm -hmm. so and things have changed so just keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Also keep in mind that this is always changing. Today, this might be considered politically correct. Tomorrow, hey, you can't say that because it's discriminating this group of people. So this kind of stuff is always changing. I believe it is for the better. I believe that we are kind of growing as humans and we're respecting people more and more sensitive. We're understanding people on a global level, but some people do take it too far. Like yeah, said. this is important in business settings and social settings and as you travel internationally. But if you just show curiosity and concern for people, mm -hmm. then people generally um, give you the benefit of the doubt. What does benefit of the doubt mean? To give you the benefit of the doubt means to assume that you don't mean harm. To mm -hmm. assume that it was just an honest, innocent mistake. Yeah. So that is it for today's conversation topic and let's quickly move on to today's question. I need somebody so today's question is actually not even a question, but it is a very awesome tip. And Justin, I believe you had it's a tip, right? It's a tip and it's been something it's something that I've recommended to many people. Okay. And it really helps help me with my language learning. Okay. It's a daily habit that will not only boost your English, but also your happiness levels, scientifically proven. What do you mean by boost in this case? To quickly and drastically increase. Okay, cool. What is it? So it's actually to keep a gratitude journal. Okay, what does that mean? A gratitude journal, a gratitude practice is basically to be grateful, to, to cultivate um, appreciation or gratitude for the things that are good in your life. Okay. And what is the benefit of this? Why would you do this? Well, from the English perspective, it's developing a writing habit okay. every day. So do this in English before you go to bed or near the end of the day. Just take three minutes. Think about maybe this person opened the door for you. Maybe you got a nice email from a friend. Maybe somebody did something really nice for you. And the idea is just to kind of do a review of the day and remind yourself of all the good things that are happening. 
Okay. And this actually kind of reprograms your brain to notice those things and to become more optimistic. Okay. And the more optimistic you are, the more you recognize these things, the more those things actually multiply. Excellent. And if you do it in English every day, this is a little habit you can do that will drastically improve your English over time. Mm -hmm. It's something I've done with Portuguese, mm -hmm. with Spanish, mm -hmm. and I've seen it help my language learning, I've seen it help my happiness levels in general. It's quite amazing how much happier I've felt just doing that three minutes a day for a few weeks. It's great. I guess it's a great way to just get your mind every day just thinking in, in your language as well, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And also, cool. if you do it before you go to bed, you tend to remember or even like dream in that language. Just activating your English before you go to bed is really, really good for your English. Because awesome. you, you tend to learn much better right before going to bed. One thing you're grateful for right now? I'm grateful for all you awesome Real Life Radio listeners. I'm grateful for you being here today with me, Mr. Fishwick. Oh, I'm grateful for your presence as well, Mr. Murray. Awesome. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> awesome. And uh, yeah, so guys, we'd love to hear about it again. If you want to tell us what you're grateful for, let us know. Leave it on the show notes as a comment or write us an email telling us. And we'll link in the show notes, actually an article linked to some of the scientific research about this. Okay. Just to prove to them that we're not actually making this up. Yeah, and there's <laughs> a lot of literature out there about this. Cool. Alright guys, thanks a lot for joining us today on this episode of Real Life Radio. We hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't already, remember to sign up to our mailing list. We will add a link on the show notes where you can sign up. And upon signing up, we will send you 60 of our first podcast just so you can start the habit of listening to a podcast a day or close to a podcast a day would be awesome and we're going to play you out with a song which is actually a, a, a remake of a famous Bob Marley song One Love but this one is actually by an awesome organization called Playing for Change thanks a lot guys and we'll see you on the next episode of Real Life Radio